0: Hey, brothers and sisters, this is Raven coming at you again. Welcome to my podcast, and um, apologies for the first one there. I'm sure you could hear it in the background. I didn't realize that my microphone pickup was so good. You could hear the pages turning, and I promise that this is a learning situation for me. Old dogs can learn new tricks, and this old dog is learning how to do this. Um, so apologies for that. I'm working and trying to be more prepared and better prepared so that you don't have to hear the hustling, bustling, and rustling. However, because I do this from home, you may occasionally hear my sergeant of the guard behind me yelling at uh, folks that pass by. That would be my dog, and um, he likes to yell at folks outside. He's very protective. So at any rate, Thank you for joining me again, and let us begin in prayer. Prayer is very important. Yahweh Abba. Thank you, my Lord God, for this day. Bless the sharing of this time, and thank you for this, this device. Thank you for this opportunity, and thank you, Father God, just for being able to share your word, your word, the truth, the light, the way, Father, and that this would fall on anyone's ears that would be able to hear, understand, and learn, Father. This is not about me. This is about you. This is about Jesus Christ, my Lord and King coming back, your only begotten Son that came, stepped off the throne, and sacrificed himself for the sake of all of us here, Father, that we would have the opportunity to all be saved and not to perish and be apart from you, and that we would have the opportunity. Thank you, Father God. Yahweh, aman. Yeshua, Haman, Barakitos, Haman. Thank you. So, um, just a little brief there. Aman and amen. Um, two different words. For the longest time, I thought it was just a translation of the word there, but it's it's not. Actually, there two different meanings amen um, being so be it and aman a h m a n is the translation for that is praiseworthy Yahweh is the name that God has permitted us to call him God praiseworthy Yeshua Jesus, praiseworthy, Paraklitos, Greek, for the Holy Spirit, praiseworthy. Come alongside and walk with me, Holy Spirit. Praiseworthy, all praiseworthy, and we should. Um, you know, prayer is an important aspect of our life. Um, Paul teaches that we should pray without ceasing and for the longest time, um, I thought that prayer posture was always supposed to be uh, on your knees and and uh, hands up, or you know, for for whatever reason, the longest time. And that's possibly because that's the way it was taught so often. But pray without ceasing can be done and accomplished. And yes, there are certain prayer postures. Um, there is a time that um, you sequester yourself, get away from other people, and the quiet time that you you share with God and that you should be on your knees and praying because he is praiseworthy. He is a creator of all things. Um, and that there is that time. And there are times when you should be up and have your hands lifted and, and pray. But prayer without ceasing, is accomplished by simply talking to God. Prayers are important to God, and prayers are just He is our Abba. Abba is Father, Dad. It's a, it's a Hebrew, and the Hebrew uh, Abba. It, it's just like calling him Dad. It's and that and He enjoys that. Trust me, He enjoys that. He does, and that's all prayer is: is a conversation with God. There are times where we rever him in uh, obeyance to the things that he's doing and that we lift our hands or that we should be on our knees in prayer because of uh, possibly into a situation that we need to repent of, and that's acceptable. But through the course of the day, it's fine to just talk with him, he enjoys that. Um, I walk through the course of my day, yes, my my end of my day, um, I'm on my knees, and I thank my god for the for the day you walking with me and in the course of that um, I pray for my brothers and sisters, all of you that are truthful and faithful and and following and trying to be to be upright and of strong courage. Uh, trust me in these things that I tell you that the word tells us that it's not going to be a good time when it's coming toward the end um, Jesus Christ himself said in Luke that it was going to be times of Noah in the end and that that's going to be pretty hard. The times of Noah, God repented of creating man. That's telling us something that it's not going to be a good time. But anyway, let me digress back to the point, the point of prayer. Paul exhorts us to pray without ceasing through the course of the day. You can pray while you're doing housework. You can pray while you're out in the garden. Uh, My brother up there walking the trails uh, with his faithful companion, the Moosinator. Love that dog. And um, it can be done during that time. You don't have to stop and close your eyes to talk to God. Talk with. To God like he's your father? Did you, when you were walking as a young child, did you stop every time that you wanted to say something to your father? You walked with him, you talked with him, and you just stayed by him and, and explained things. And sometimes you you sat and talked, and many times you you did. You went off quietly and you talked. So there are times where that is appropriate, but Paul tells us that we can go through the course of the day. I do so. My day starts with prayer, my day ends with prayer, and during the course of the day, I am praying. My brothers and sisters in my uh, Bible group at the church that I attend to, I pray for their uprightness during the course of the day and to be of strong courage and to, to not be afraid of the things that come on around us. I do that through the course of the day. I drive for a profession. I don't stop and close my eyes and let go of the steering wheel and start praying. I talk to God as we're going along. Many of you travel in your automobiles, you're talking to passengers or the person in the seat next to you, but you don't stop and turn to them and let go of the steering wheel. It's not any different with God. As we travel through life, talk to our Father. It is acceptable. He likes us to talk with him. Prayers are important to him. In the book of Revelation, I cannot find the specific scripture, which I will find specifically for you and share that with you because it's important for you to know that John is shown a vision and the angel in the temple holds up vials. And in the vials are the prayers of the saints, and you will find also in the Bible that the saints, or when they talk about, that is us. We are the saints. We're the body of Christ. We are all saints. And whenever it's talked about, it's always in the plural. It's never talked about, oh, the saint. You never find that in the in the Bible. When it talks about that, it's talking about us in the plural, meaning that we are all the body and part of the whole and that it's important for us to be that um, we were designed to be a gathering people so we pray without ceasing and those prayers are kept in vials and they're like an incense to God they're they're sweet to him he likes to hear our prayers he likes us to converse with him And he saves our prayers. He saves our prayers. And it is important to do that. So it's also for us to be remembering that we are given to be a gathering folks. I I share that with you because of these things that are going on around us. So in Hebrews... Chapter 10, verse 24 and 25. Let us not consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and on so much the more as you see the day approaching. So we are to encourage one another, love one another, and not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is. Well, some people will accept the fact and, and they just, oh, oh, well, that's just the way it is. Well, it's not. And these things that are going on, I think we need to realize that it's, um, it's, it's not what it appears to be. It's much deeper, these things that are going on. And it's all in the Bible. It's all talked about. Um, The second letter that Paul wrote to Timothy, chapter three, this know also in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, cuffed as boasters, proud blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, Without natural affection, truce breakers false accusers, incontinent, fierce despisers of those that are good. Traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. For on this sort are they which creep into houses, lead captive silly women, led with sins, led away with divers lusts, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. So, uh, there are those that will say that the Bible is not relevant. uh, We got to change it to update it. Excuse me. Those folks don't read the Bible. And that's a description right here. Ever learning, never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. So, they consider themselves knowledgeable and how irrelevant the Bible is but I just read something right there that is so descriptive of what's going on around us in this world today this is the word of God the truth and it is always relevant it's the same as it was God is alpha and omega first and the last beginning and the end the author and finisher. He is the author of this book. It was penned by numerous individuals, men and women that that wrote these various books, but inspired and breathed the spirit of God into them to write these things down. And it is truth. It is as relevant today as it was then and will be. It's always relevant. This is very descriptive of the times that are coming down. This is a, the second epistle, second letter from Paul. When he was in prison, he's writing to his, his apostle or his disciple, Timothy, who was his student, who was learning from him, who went. And he's out in this church, and there are certain things that are going on, and he's trying to exhort Timothy to be studious in the word and be aware of these things that are going on around in the world. And it is necessary that we do that because those very things are going on around us right now. It is going on right now. There are false teachers. There are false doctrines and they come up and they try to tell you uh, this and the other thing and to to look around. I think I touched on this in our last little uh, chat and share with you. The the devil is described as a lion. Uh, Jesus calls him the, the lion that is roaring and seeking whom he may devour. Uh, Peter described the devil as uh, like unto a lion out in the bush and making noise. And, and it's horrendous uh, to hear lions when they're out on the hunt. It is, it is very frightening, actually. <clears throat> if you're out there in the dark, there's no light around you anywhere at all. Just, just total darkness. And if you turn off your headlamp or you turn off, it's, it's very pitch. You only have the light of the stars and the light of the moon if there is one out. I mean, you're out there in the wilderness and there are things that are going on out there. You can hear amazing noises. And then <clears throat> the hunt is on at a lion's start. It's a tactic that is used. Satan uses the same tactic. Tactic to get you to look here and bound to be nervous and and frightened and to to run amok They start, they're roaring, and they spread out because they hunt. The pride hunts together. There are. It's not just one lion on its own. Sometimes there's one that may grab a little something, but when they hunt, they hunt for the feeding of. All they gather together and they feed, and so you'll have them spread out and they start this roaring. They're the the prey that they're after is undercover, and then it hears this horrendous vibration because it, it literally vibrates the ground. You can feel it, you can hear it, and you can't see it. So the heart becomes troubled, your heart starts racing, it beats in your chest and this little critter up and starts making a run for it, then it's too late. So I say that to say this. Do not be afraid. In the same letter, chapter one, verse seven, for God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. Here's a point of attack that the devil will use. It doesn't matter who has, it doesn't matter what your level of intellect, your mind is the weakest link of attack. The devil knows this very thing. We'll come in and plant seeds of doubt, fear, and these speculations and try to get you to be fearful, dismayed, discouraged, I shared with you the film. When you're discouraged, you can sink to such pits of despair. God did not give us that. Be thou therefore ashamed. Be not, I'm sorry, in verse 8, be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord nor of me, his prisoner, but be thou partaker of the anxious of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. So that being that we're never ashamed of this word. This is why I'm starting this thing. And and like I say, I apologize. I'm just learning about it. So I'm kind of anxious, uh, but I'm not supposed to be anxious about anything. I, I pray that this word comes out to you and it's good. I'm just learning. So a little shaky on this, but what Paul's talking about here is that in doing what I'm doing, I'm not ashamed of the testimony of our Lord. I'm not ashamed of it. There was a time where I would be so embarrassed to do, I would never have thought as a younger man to do this thing that I'm doing here with y'all now, to do what I do in my job the course of my day. And I pray the prayer of Chavez. If you know the Old Testament, Jabez was born a large child. And there was much travail when his his mom birthed this kid. He is a big one. And when he learned of these things, because his mother in later years was was in uh, pain, and uh, he was told why. And this hurt his heart. And he prayed to God. He said, God, I never want to hurt anyone again. I don't ever want that to happen. This... this Heard his heart so much, and he was so earnest in his prayer to God. God heard his prayer. He made Jabez a very wealthy, comfortable man in those days. Wealth was not all about gold. It was about the land. It was about the animals and things that he had. But in doing this, Jabez promised God in doing that that he would bless other people, that it wasn't all for him. He would bless others. This is what I do. And I prayed this prayer. And brothers and sisters, you know, I don't have a lot. I really, really don't. But what I do have is the joy of the Lord, which is my strength. Those that truly know me, and there are many that don't. They say they do, but they don't. I had at one time. I, I really did. I had. Um, but you know what? I share that with you to share this portion. I don't have much now. I have actually quite little. But what I do have is what I need. And that's the difference when God provides for us. There are those that look around, oh, i got to have this, i got to have that, i got to have this, i got to have that. Where are you going to take it to? What are you going to do with it? Are you going to put it in a U-Haul to take it with you when you pass away and you die? You put your thought process into those things that are temporal that will rust and fade away and break away and, and just disappear in time? So, truly, what is the point of that? And, you know, I was in that pursuit yeah, truthfully, as as a person, I like to I like things, but it's just stuff. It has no real substance other than what you have there, and other people can look and say, "Oh, wow, look at that." Well, what's the big deal? I don't have much, but what I have, I share. And what God has blessed me with, I share. And the important thing, and I I told God this, and I pray the Holy Spirit to remind me as I go through that day, that when I bless other people and they start doing this thing, and there's been a few that, oh, thank you, thank you. thank. No, it's not about me. And I, I just share with them. I said, you know, brother, I said it comes from God. God gave it to me so that I can give it to you. I'm his conduit. I'm his pipeline to share with you. And that's what I'm supposed to do. So you're welcome, but thank God. Because if it hadn't been for what he gave me, you wouldn't have it either. So the important thing is to give the blessing and praise to God from whom all blessings flow. That is also in the word. It is important for us to do that. It's important for us to share that with other people to love one another. And you know, prayer being an important thing. And we and prayer is very important for what's going on around us right now. And Paul, in his first letter to Timothy, exhorts him for that very self-same thing. Um, in chapter 2, Paul is writing to him and I'll read for you chapter two, one through eight, and then we'll kind of wind down here. I don't want to keep get these too lengthy. Uh, you know, I know people have things to do, but it's I can't help it. I get excited. I don't want to keep going. I could go all day, actually. I think I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. For kings and for all that are in authority that we may lead a quiet and peaceful life in all goodliness and honesty, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God, one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. Uh, Wow. So here's the thing about what he's saying. And that's Bible speak, incidentally, for uh, presidents and governors. Um, It's important that we pray for them. And and I'll be quite honest with you. uh, The things that are going on and what's happening are very disturbing to me. As an American, a veteran, a patriot, it disturbs me greatly. But I remember this right here. For the kings and all that are in authority. Yeah, they were elected. It might not be of exactly our choosing. But then I also remember Joshua when he was getting ready to go down into the valley of Canaan after Jericho and he was traveling. He met someone. And it was interesting because in his walk into the valley, there was a man opposing him. Doesn't mean like what we think today. When it was opposing, it just means the man was facing him. It doesn't mean that they were fighting and and at war with each other and and uh, jousting. That's not what that means. So this man that he saw was standing opposing him as he went down, was heading down into the valley, and he asked him. He said are you for us or are you for the enemy, our adversaries? And the man that he saw said nay. Just simply told him no. He's not. And the man was standing and had a sword out. This would be um, why I think that uh, Joshua asked him if he was for them or, or not, because he he had his sword drawn. And this is in uh, Joshua 5, 13 through 15. And it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, there stood a man over against him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went unto him and said unto him, Art thou for us or for our adversaries? And he said, Nay. But as captain of the host of the Lord, I now come. Whoa. I'll explain that in a second. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and did worship and said unto him, What saith my Lord unto his servant? And the captain of the Lord's host said unto Joshua, Loose thy shoes from off thy foot, for the place wherein thou stand is holy. And Joshua did so. That. Vision that Joshua was looking at was the son of God, Lord Almighty Jesus. There are several places in the Old Testament that Jesus appears. And this is a name that is given to Jesus, the captain of the Lord's host. And he simply told him, he said, are you on our side or their side? And he simply said, nay, no, I'm not on his side. And this is um, something that was going on in the politics. And then I go back to uh, the letter in Timothy and reminded to do that. My heart actually is breaking for the things that are going on in this country. But I pray for these leaders continually. I do, because things can change. Anything can happen. Um, They can all of a sudden decide to change your mind and, and do the right thing. Whether leading to the lighted path and walking in light, and do the right thing. Not do what they think is right, but do the right thing. And to serve all as we're supposed to be. We are supposed to do that. We are called to serve one another. We have to give up ourselves and give up of ourselves to lend and be a good brother and sister to one another. Uplift, encourage, love, and this is to be continued because I don't want to get too long-winded, which I can do. I have been told that I'm verbose, verbose. What's that mean? Oh, that's right. I talk a lot. Yeah, I knew what it meant. Just kidding. Anyway, brothers and sisters, I love to share the word of God. I really, really do. And this is not about raven. I welcome you to the raven's nest, anchored in the word. I am anchored in this word because it is the truth. It is as relevant yesterday, today, and tomorrow. It doesn't need to be rewritten to be relevant. And for those that say that they need to rewrite the Bible to make it more relevant to today, I charge you to read in the book of Revelation, the very last chapter The very last verse. So you have to understand that there's differences between translations and, uh, you know, sometimes words are are changed in translations. But making it um, different and omitting things. And there are people that are rewriting the Bible actually because they claim that, (laughs) So my! I, I don't even want to get into a tangent because then I'll start going there. Um, so anyway, they say that it's not relevant and they want to rewrite the Bible and omit, actually omit sections because of their declaration that Israel is, are racist and that it's all about their racism. And so they want that out of the Bible. Well, I'm going to go there for a minute. Okay, those that are crying the word racism the loudest and see what the attack is on, it seems to me that the reality is that they're throwing things through a mirror and it's bouncing back on them because their cry of racism is coming out of their mouth and spewing racism and not anything about how to change and educate and alter the way of thinking but crying racism and actually becoming destructive because of it is in and of itself a racist act and much of this that's being spewed out back and forth out there you better get in and really look at the definitions there's a difference between prejudice and racism and so we have to think on that we have to think and and use our words to uplift and encourage and not to be destructive but in the last book of the book of uh, Revelation, in the book of Revelation, chapter 22, um, and 19 through 21, and if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city, and from the things which are written in this book. He which testified these things says, Surely I come quickly, amen, even so come, Lord Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. So trying to omit the Bible and just extrapolate those sections out and get rid of them because you don't think it's relevant, the Bible says that's not a good thing to do. The book is the Word of God, His truth. It's our lesson plan, our, our book of instruction manual to get us through life, to guide us through life, and they're there. It's, it's real. Um... It's important of faith. Here's the thing. We have faith in so many things that go on around us. We have faith in our automobile. We have faith that it's going to run. We have faith in the mechanic that services it. Um, And we have faith in airplanes when we're going to be allowed to get on them and fly. You have faith in the pilot. You have faith in the mechanic that services that aircraft. Um, you have so much faith in so many different things, but why is it so difficult to have faith in God, a being that you cannot see? So I charge, have faith in God. That, you know, that's the only thing he asks. He asks that you believe that Jesus Christ is his only begotten son and came here to rescue us, which I believe, and to have faith, which I do. And he meets every need. And there is that great difference as I started talking about in the beginning. We find it difficult to differentiate between need and want. God knows what our need is. And so many things that we declare, mostly to ourselves, is something that we need. Oh, we need to have that latest portion. We need to have that latest bit of technology. We need to have that latest gizmo. Do we need it or want it? So that being said, and I know I said it already, but here I go getting excited again. Um, In getting this thing together, I was very prayerful of things. I I had no idea how to do this uh, podcasting thing and, and then searching around because I don't have what I had before. I can't afford to do all these things that they talk about. And they were talking about having special mics and equipment, this and that and the other thing, and that you might want to hire a production crew to help you produce your podcast. Uh, Yeah, I guess if I was going to be out there doing it and be televised and and, uh, like so many are, I guess, yeah, I would. But, you know, I prayed to God. I said, Father, Abba, Yahweh, if this is something that you condone, if this is something a way that I can get the word out. If I can share the gospel, then you bring it to fruition. You you show me. You make it happen. I, I believe that it will be done. If this is what's meant, then you will. And if it's not, then it won't. And i will be satisfied with that. Man, just that later that evening, I was lying in in bed and I was there and I picked up this little piece of technology and I started and was taken to this very place, this very site that I'm utilizing. It's all free. Everything is free. Everything I can do myself. And I never saw it before. I mean, I had been searching for things and that, okay, I know it sounds kind of odd. It wasn't there before or I couldn't find it before. didn't. Go to the right place, the right location. But after I prayed about it, it came up and it it happened, and everything was free. Yeah, of course there are those out there who say, oh, that's coincidental. But okay, there isn't coincidence. You have to have faith. Okay, so there's the difference. I have faith that this was brought to me because I asked God to show it to me, and I'd been searching and looking for ways to do this. They all would cost me anywhere from $100 to $1,000, depending on how fancy-dancy I wanted to get. Never saw this. After I prayed about it and put it out and stopped fussing about it, it happened. And I was taken to this very place. See, So my faith tells me that God is enjoying the fact that I want to do this, and he's allowing it and sharing with me the ability to do it so that I can share with you. And there I go getting carried away again and, and all that done, and I went way over time. So anyway, be blessed, have a good day, and you only have to listen to this a part meal at a time, okay? Have a good day.